0: We got so much to get into, so much to discuss. What's going on around the world of sports? We got national signing day yesterday. Much to get into with that G Sports. Mm-hmm. We got to talk some of the new head coaching hires around the NFL, and that and that that man, that Michigan man, decided to call it. You know, decided to call it quits after twenty-two seasons. Yep. Got to talk about that guy over there. You know, and his career that he's had, and that 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 goat and Tom Brady. But we also got to have a guest caller join in to us. You know, one of the guys who backed him up in New England, one of the former New England Patriots, one of the former LSU Tigers, and Rohan Davy will be joining us today on FanView Live. We got so much to get into. Y'all ready to kick this show off? Y'all ready to get it on and popping? You know it. Let's get it. What Coach Herbert can't hear now? I, I already know he got something to say. Let me see if Mike the producer can get him on in here at some point in time. Y'all can hear us? Y'all there? Actually, we got a lot of people already in the chat, you know. My Bengals easily cover the Super Bowl. So much to get into. My man school saying Clay said he in the building. One guy said that the audio is off. So if producer, if you can get that say the audio is off. Say so he can't hear. Um it said it sound like the audio is good. Um, but much to get into. Rohan David, are, are, are you there? Are you there with us? I'm here, dog. There he is.
1: Ro, man, appreciate you coming on fan view for the first time, man. Uh you know, uh I, I kinda been wanting to to get you on the show at some point, man, and kinda to kind of get get your knowledge of, of of what's going on in college football and in the NFL, man. So, you know, appreciate you taking the time to come on Fanview, man.
2: Absolutely, big dog. Ain't no thing. Absolutely. Ready for you.
1: Um, you know, there's it, a lot going on right now, man. It, you know, with uh LSU's signing day yesterday, um the second sign of day period. Uh, I thought they did a, a really good job of of kind of filling some needs uh, in year one for Brian Kelly. Uh, you know, you got Tom Brady retiring, the <laughs> Super Bowl approaching. Uh, where where are you at with it, man? Role when it when as it pertains to uh, you know you being in that New England Patriots organization, uh, you know, seeing Tom Brady and kind of you was you was there during that pioneer stage when he kind of got jump started and, and kind of was going through that, that process of coming, turning into the GOAT, and what's your take on LSU signing class? The, the, the,
3: for for the to answer the your first question, question about Tom, Tom man, um, it's, it's amazing, amazing to me the, the consistency, consistency that Tom's, Tom's played, played with over, over such a, a long period of time.
0: time. You know, know we, we all are affiliated and know
3: about sports. sports, and you know that in order for you to get up every year, every day, especially after you have so much success like he's had, for you to come in every year and find you a new target, new goal, new way to get yourself prepared is unbelievable. We was looking at a stat the other day um, where Tom's been in the league 22 years, played in 10 Super Bowls, won seven, and and it's played in 33% of all Super Bowls. You know what <laughs> I mean? That's, that's crazy, dog. It's, it's similar to like, I saw a stat with Cole Saban at Alabama. That city recruiting class that he's recruited, they've won a national championship. You come there, you're going to walk away with a national championship. In four years, you're going to win a national championship. So stats like that, man, are like crazy to me. And the fact that Tom left New England, went to Tampa, won the chip there. Um, It just says a lot, bro. Let me just tell you this. Him and the success that he's had, it's not an accident. You know, I was fortunate enough to be there with him for a while, Uh, not as long as I would have liked to, of course. But he works his ass off, dude. I mean, he works his behind off, and he's steadily, steadily trying to see how to get better. So
2: kudos Kudos to him, him, bro, and and, 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 uh, uh, Great, 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 great. Like, like you said, said, the GOAT, GOAT career, you
3: yeah. know. Coach and this thing whatever shoot shoe. Man, you know, know, I'm actually no whatever the shoe right <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> but, you <laughs> know, this thing was Saturday yesterday. I knew <laughs> that they wanted to get another tight end
0: um, yeah.
3: from, from losing and Johnson uh, and the departure of the guys that we had here. It was a big get to get the linebacker formerly from New Orleans, but um, not coming back home. You know, LSU's benefited from the transfer portal.
0: The transfer portal has,
3: like you pointed out earlier,
0: it has helped them address some needs, some immediate needs right now as far as like the interior line,
3: uh, some of these backers, some of these running backs and so on and so forth. I, you know, the, the most for me right now with LSU, and it's a big thing everywhere. I think that's part of the reason why, you know, AM was so successful with, with their class this year. We, we got to get, get our NIL situation right. And, and that's the biggest thing with LSU right now is trying to get that situated because it's free agency, bro. Like, yep. college football and.
0: It's, it's open market. market it's free agency mm-hmm. for these guys. And it's free agency for the guys, guys coming in. It's
3: free agency for the cast that's on your team. Yep. You, know you know what I mean? You got to make sure you keep them. So it helped us, but we got to get our NIL our situation, situation straight right? and be mm-hmm. able to go after and target some of these guys that everybody else is going after and be able to put the bread up you know what I mean? And make sure that everybody gets taken care of. Because with the NIL situation, I think that if we look at it from a standpoint of like, look, G, we are you know, like, you know, what I'm saying we come out of situations where we look out for mama. We got to look back. We in yep. school, half of the Pell Grant go home to mama. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You might go buy you some shoes or something, but it's going yep. to the yep. crib. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And so if they target the NIL situation right and say, OK, check this out. We're going to get by 10, 15, 20, however many businesses that love the program. You ain't about to get no bread back from it. Yeah, this is just straight. You love the program. You got an M or two that you can put in the pot. Put it in the pot. And now these kids that's coming in, you require these kids to do things like community service. Go talk to some high school. Read to some kids at, a, at an elementary school. Go out in the community and do things of that nature. Then you get your 3500 a month, you know what I'm saying, through NIL. But don't make it to where the kids are representing, whether it's an attorney or whoever for that person's own personal gain. That's the part about it to me that, you know, you got to take out. But until we get out in an NIL situation, and I'm talking about getting that thing situated as quick as like in the next month or two, because if that doesn't happen, these same recruits that we have coming in that we're so fond of. And even these guys that we have on the squad, the Mason Smith, um, the, uh, the Sage Rosen, for all these guys that's here, that's everybody's knocking at their door. If we don't get that situation straight and get some bread in these boys' pocket, we're going to have a mass exit
0: come spring football, dog. No doubt. No doubt. Cochino, are you there? Yeah. Go ahead with your question, man.
2: i wrote, uh, unlike There's my counterparts, <laughs> Those are Michigan guys over there. Me, myself, <laughs> I'm the only true LSU guy. So, <laughs> so, so I, I got, I just got to ask a question. Something that I always wanted to ask you, man, because because a lot of people don't know that you're from Jamaica and stuff, and then you know right. you, you played your, um, your high school ball in Florida. What made you at the time leave Florida to come to LSU? Because you know the LSU wasn't wasn't. Um, that hot, you know, under Coach Donardo and all that stuff. Right. And you came in. I want to say I'm. I'm not. If I remember correctly, you came either in with um um John David Booty or you came in like right after him with Herb Tyler was still a quarterback. So what made you come to LSU? And you, and you won one of the, the, the greatest games that I ever seen as a fan. Um, I want to say y'all in Tennessee. I think they was like ranked like top top eight or something like that. Yeah
3: overtime man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in Tiger Stadium. That was one of my best games too. But to answer your question, man, honestly, at the time in Miami, I was uh we were getting into like some little trouble. You know what I mean? Like uh the cast that I grew up around so not me personally, but just people around me. And so through my affiliation my mom, want, my mom didn't want me to stay home. My mom wanted me to uh, get out of uh, Florida. And so for me, I always wanted to stay in the SEC. Once I started paying attention to football, I wanted to stay in the SEC. And honestly, dude, I saw LSU playing Florida my junior year, and Herb Tyler was the quarterback. And it was the first SEC school I saw that had a black quarterback. That's really how, like, I first started getting interested in LSU. And then I started paying more attention to them. And then they started recruiting me. And then I came on my recruiting trip. And when I came on my recruiting trip, that shit was over. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dog, like, the food, the Creole women, it took me to, like, Lafayette. I saw everything I did in Lafayette. And saw the surrounding New Orleans. I saw uh, listen <laughs> yeah so it was all that man the food the women the people the fans that i went to the game the fans at the game i had never seen like gumbo pots before i had never seen like some you know what i mean yeah. just everything right, that i that saw stuff. it was it was great dude. different was, culture the, yeah the culture was crazy it reminded me of Jamaica a little bit just like with the fanfare yeah everybody walking around everybody was so Hospitable, you know what I mean. You could go anywhere, drink anywhere, eat with anybody. It was just, it was dope. Not real, and high. it wasn't like that nowhere else.
1: Right. What what other what other official visit did you take besides that? I went to
3: I went to Ohio State. I went to um I went to Michigan. <laughs> 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 man, why you to go to Michigan, man? <laughs>
1: too cold.
0: I, to I understand, too man. Too damn
3: cold. Dog. <laughs> too cold. I already know. <laughs> too, too cold. Too cold. You know, I was too cold. I went to Texas and I took a visit to West Virginia because my head coach was, he came from West Virginia the last year. So I went to West Virginia on the strength of him.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. I had a question for you, Ro. Yeah. Just watching the college football game and you've seen the advancement of RPOs. What's yeah. your take on how the college football game has changed now that all these schools are now, and all these quarterbacks now? you know, the college game has evolved to being more of an RPO kind of style. What is your take yeah. on your, what you seen about seen? Yeah, You're
3: ba- your right, bro. It's, um, it's ba- you know, what it is, it's really just, it's it's, it's just a fast-breaking, like, basketball on grass now. It's like basically everything is seven on seven. They're trying to take the physicality out of the game, and especially at the quarterback position, they're trying to take, because, I mean, those are the guys that sell the tickets, so they're trying to keep those guys um scally, basically un, unhinged and no 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 stress during the, the, the game. And I mean I'm a quarterback, so I you know I I appreciate the physical part of the game. I could appreciate them trying to take out, you know, the hits and the rough naked and stuff like that. But man, I think it benefits the quarterback in, in, in this type of football, especially with what we get involved with, G, with the seven on seven and mm-hmm. all that it just speeds up, it speeds up their mental so much faster, and like, say, when I was playing, because it's no more so much, let's just run the ball. Teams now, an extension of the run, like you said, is the RPO, and that's basically just box, you know what I mean? Like, I'm reading one guy, he steps up, I'm pulling, he gets back, I'm, I'm popping him, so... I I think that it benefits offense tremendously, man, with with, with the way that it has changed football with just the rules, taking the physicality out the game, the the inception of the RPO. I think it's changed for the better on the offensive side as far as you want to put up more points, you want to see more exciting plays. But defensively, I think it's definitely a detriment to them, to those guys.
1: Rule. um, I talked to a lot of different – African American young kids that that you know go play college football and 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 some of them uh you know get an opportunity to play in the next level in the NFL. Yeah. And what would you, what would you say is the biggest hurdle for African American quarterbacks as it pertains to when you leave high school getting to college, getting a real opportunity to start at a, at, a, at a predominantly white university? And then leaving that situation and being able to uh, go to the NFL and, and, and have success like a Deshaun Watson and a Russell Wilson of the world. And we're seeing way more African-American black quarterbacks be successful than ever before. What is the biggest hurdle and, and how do kids get over those hurdles from from high school to college to the pros? It's a good question.
3: I mean, I could answer it because I mean hell, I went through some of those hurdles. Right. I think, man, and I could I I could speak for myself and I could speak for what I saw. Right. Mm-hmm. For me, I'll give you an example. One day my mama called me when I was in in New England, and I was like, all right, mama, I'll holler at you late, I gotta go to work. Right. And my mama said, Where you work at? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's one of the biggest things. I know it, like, I know, like, for me, it was funny, too. You know what I'm saying? But, like, you got to get out your mind, especially when you uh going from the, the high school to college, and I go in that order. High school to college, you got to understand that you, that you don't know anything. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're coming into a new system, new area, you don't know anything. And then you have to understand, well, for me, I had to understand that. I was a black quarterback and I was going to be viewed differently. Yep. So certain things that white quarterbacks did or way they act or carry themselves, I couldn't do the same thing. Right. You know what I mean? So that, that to me was the biggest adjustment in college was just getting in, falling in line, but not falling in line to where you, you lose yourself, mm-hmm. but falling in on the way you understand, okay, I'm different. This position is different. This position is played predominantly by a certain certain guys, certain color guys, and so everything that I'm gonna do here, I gotta make sure I do it to the to the ten. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Everything I do, I gotta win every sprint. I gotta uh, make sure I'm in class. I, like everything I gotta do, I gotta do to the ten. You know, and that that was the difference from high school to college. And then also, you know, y'all know it. Just not having nobody there to push, you gotta self motivate yourself. Yep. You know what I mean? Whereas like. In the league, once you go from high school at the quarterback position to the NFL, first is understanding where where you are in the totem pole, dog. Like, if you got drafted high, you got to understand what's expected of you. If you got drafted in the middle, you got to expect, you got to know what's expected of you. And then this this is the other thing: do not take that for granted, dog. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, don't think that okay, I'm gonna get this next contract or uh, I'm going to do whatever this year and I'm not like take it as a real job. Take it as, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care if it's special teams, whatever it is. You just got to take it as serious as possible. And like like my mama, like, it ain't like everybody thinks, you know, you're playing ball, you're playing. It ain't playing. Take it as serious because it's big money in it. And that's the part about it. I, I, like, I didn't take it that seriously when my first year in, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, okay, I'm going to make it to the, third contract or I'm gonna get my opportunity. And the other thing is this too, especially for our position, don't think that an opportunity means in the game. Don't think that your mm. shot is when you get thrown on the field of plate. Right. Your shot may be right. when you get asked a question in the film room and you gotta go in depth to describe that coverage that you just saw that he just put you up on the board to see if you've been studying. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like Dog, they got a story about one of my dudes that coach gave him the tape to bring home the study. This one we had DVD, G. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Take home the study, brought it back. Coach asked him, What, you know what I'm saying? What? How'd you look at it? What you think? Oh, coach, you know, good. See, The DVD was blank, dog. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's stuff like that that they do to you. My see Where your mental is to see if you really going home doing what the hell you supposed to do because they putting this money in your pocket. So yeah, that's the biggest advice I can have to any black quarterbacks, bro, or just anybody going in the league. But from my position, and you never stop studying, dog. Like, you never stop studying. You never stop studying at my position. You never stop studying. I don't care. Dude, when I first got in the league, Tom Thomas was stamped already. I think he had one chip. I remember Tom calling me this is when I was like, shit, bro, you got to get on your, you know what I'm saying? You got to get, get, get on your, 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 issue.
1: Tom Brady telling you
3: this that. man called me like three o'clock in the morning. He, now he called me. Yeah. That's when I'm telling myself. Like if this man don't want Super Bowl, da, 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 he calling me at two 30 in the morning on a Wednesday night to ask me what a coverage is. Cause he's been up for three hours. Watching film, but he don't know what the double coverage is. Whether it's three and six, two and five, he don't know what the combo coverage is. That he can't figure it out. He's been killing, racking his brain for the last two hours, trying to figure out. He called me like, "Shaq, what you doing?" I'm like, "Shit, twelve. I'm sleep." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm sleep, but he up. But he the goat. You know, like that's why I said with him, it's not an it's not a uh, it's not a coincidence or. Is it a fluke where he is or where he is What That incident right there made me know that I don't know, that I don't work hard enough. Right. No, I remember coming into the locker room, I'm thinking I'm getting in there faster than Tom. I'm in there, it's like six o'clock in the morning, I'm in there. His whole locker is toe up, it's about eight towels on the floor. It's, 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 it's drinks already made, it's breakfast, it's all that. And that boy been in the since like 4 o'clock.
1: That's crazy.
3: It's crazy, dude. That's when I was like, I got to change my attitude. Yeah. You know what I mean? My work ethic, dog, because he, it's not a fluke, bro. Like, that's why anybody talk about You ain't going to never hear me say nothing bad, because I know how he work. The boy worked, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Real.
2: I have a question for you. I wanna pick it back kind of off a of, um G question. Most most time and it, it, you know it's a sad it's a sad thing, but it's, you know, perception is reality. When they yeah. see an African American quarterback, they automatically say like he's an athletic guy and all that stuff. How does yeah. it you know, so they kind they kind of try to do that with you a, l- a little bit until they like until they honestly understand like this kid has an arm. You know, you know he he doesn't. You know, just because he's black doesn't mean he's the next Randall Cunningham. You know, right. how does how do a young coming out of high school shake that stigma of being an athletic quarterback and being a, a bit and being just a quarterback?
3: Yeah, I I think man, it's I think that you know it, it just goes back to what they say about. It's like when you see a um, a white cornerback. Right. Mm, right. That's like athletic. That's this. They, they stamp them. So I think. And now they want an athletic quarterback that could do all the things and also throw the football. I think you just got to stick to your guns. Honestly, I think you got to stick to your gun. When I was coming out, I was getting recruited at defensive end and safety. Damn. Never played. Never played either one of them. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? I never put my hand in the dirt a day in my life. They I did the same thing to Dak Prescott. Game. Yeah, yeah I, that's what I'm saying, and that's my guy. It's ridiculous. So you just got to stick to your guns, man. I know that's part of the reason why Dak didn't come to LSU, didn't yep. even consider LSU because they wanted to change him.
1: The tight end. It, it
3: was a reason. Yeah, it was a reason. Like Spurrier recruited me as a defensive end, dog. Like I, I never <laughs> yeah. even, I never even played. Right, rush the passer. I never did any of that. I was baffled by that. Like I don't even understand it. But that's what they—you got to stick to your guns. They see your size and all that thing. They can make you into this and mold you into this. But you got to stick to your guns, man. But I think nowadays, I think it's easier. Actually, I think it's easier for the guys because the guys are coming out and it's what they're looking for now. You know what I mean? Like they looking for guys that are big, right. strong, fast, that can change the, right. the change the game with their feet or their arms now. So it's a little bit easier for the black quarterbacks as far as the mentality still hasn't changed as far as whether or not you're smart or intelligent and stuff like that. You still – that's still a question, I think, to the end of time that we're always going to get hit with. But the athletic part and the ability to throw and the ability to lead, they ain't going to question none of that.
0: There it is, y'all. Listen. (laughs) Listen, bro. It, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been a pleasure having you on FanView Live. You can't hit and drop some gems about Tom Brady, bro. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah,
3: dog. Boy, a dog, man. For real, dog, dog, dog. You my, know what
1: I My last, my last question for you, Ro, Before I let you go, um, I've been following Ricky Collins since yeah his ninth grade year at Woodlawn. Um, yeah, and the progression I've seen from him every year, you know. A, a lot of college coaches that I have relationships with was thought he was an elite talent, but had a problem with his his release. Yeah. Watching him in Panama, where you was coaching him up with F3 Elite. Yeah. Hey, y'all got, you and Ken do a great job with the organization, man. I've been paying attention to you guys from afar, and I really love the organization and the camaraderie I see from that from y'all 7 on 17. It's just not about 7 on 7 football, what you got. No, no. Oh, no,
3: it's not, bro. Right. It's, you know, we started this seven on seven league three years ago because we had teams that the bootleggers had excluded. Shout out to them. They started the organization out here and been doing a good job. So we started because we had kids I was like, Coach, I should start when And my son wanted to play in linebackers, one really, you know what I mean? Right. Coming to play with that because it's a quick guys game. Mm-hmm. So we started that, man. It's way more than football, dude. Like, yep. Yep. you know, these kids, our job and our message is to get these kids to college. Yep. Once we get them to college, then you got to do what you got to do from there. But it's more about teaching them how to be respectable, teaching them how to be men, teaching them how to conduct themselves when we go on trips, when we do certain things. It's spending time with them, dog. It's making sure that they ain't worrying about if we need y'all to make sure money's in the budget for them to take SATs and ACT classes and to take as many of them things as they need. So we don't want no kid to be like, yeah, coach, I ain't take the SAT. But why you ain't take the SAT, dog? Like, I couldn't afford it, coach. Nah, see, that's the type. Like, there should be no kid. I don't give a damn if you want to take the SAT 10 times in three years, man. Right. Like, that should not be an obstacle that stops you from going to college. Right, and it's just right, little right. things like that that we try to put in place. Of course, when we go out to these tournaments, we want to bring that chip home now. Yeah, That's yeah, of course. every time. But we don't care about that in the grand scheme of things So we try to let these boys know there's a bigger picture. There's a bigger place than just here in Baton Rouge, than the wall is, than this. There's a bigger thing out there called life, which our boys going to go through. So we try to do the best, G – to prepare them for that, man, and to just do right by people. Don't screw over people. Don't screw over yourself and give yourself a chance. A lot of these kids don't want to give themselves a chance. And now with NIL and all this, you got to understand, they watching y'all. Right. Your money could be impacted when you get ready to go to college. Y'all getting money when you go to college now. Yep. Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I had NIL. Right, <laughs>
1: right. <laughs> Right, but uh, but to but to 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 finish my question uh pertaining to Ricky Collins, you know a lot of college coaches was praising him, but they had a lot to say about his delivery. You know, you yeah. kind of say he had a wind up. Watching yeah. him closely when we played you guys uh in Panama, yeah, he's cleaned up a lot of it. Uh, Man, we, and I think I think Ricky's ceiling is extremely high. Um, I've been on record saying this plenty of times. I don't care who got something to say about it. I think he's the best quarterback in the state for 2022. twenty yeah, I with you. I I'm think he's you. the best quarterback in the state. I'm sorry. Just the way he prepares, his maturity, and his progression. You know, a lot of kids kind of stay the same. You don't really see them, them evolve Man. year in and year out. Rick, Rick's
3: working. And this is the thing. We know what, what his arm talent is. Well, yeah, right? no doubt. And so what rick what we've been working on is the steps to the delivery yep you got me so consistently carrying that ball up instead of having that ball around your waistline so now you got to bring it up which is another step so if that a lot of these kids think that when they say oh he got a strong he got a um, quick release they thinking like, oh, he throw the ball fast. Right. So I try to get Rick to understand it has nothing to do with that. It's the steps to the delivery. Yep. So we could get, we got his step, his delivery down two steps, where it's carrying here, right in between the breastplate, or a little bit slightly higher. And then it's just a whip delivery. It's no longer coming around like a clock. You got me? Yep. So now it's backing out. And, and don't get it twisted. Sometimes when he get long, long we got to go deep. He gets back to it a little bit, but man, I'm right there with you deep. Like and he's been working his behind off for three years. You know what I mean? To right. get better. But I'm gonna tell you the biggest thing about that dude. He is a tenacious. I mean, a tenacious competitor. Yes, dude. yes. Like that yes. boy is. Uh, I'm telling my dog. When we go to tournaments, he don't care about like. Who we playing if they suck or who start? All he do is look at him and be like, coach, which one of these is the top-ranked teams out here? And he like, okay, I want to play against him, him, him. You know what I mean? So that's the thing with the kid. And the kid is super intelligent. Super, super intelligent.
1: intelligent. Mm-hmm. Super intelligent. And, and, I'm and, and I think and the he's three the sport best elite.
3: quarterback in the state.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I do. Yeah. That goes for Art. That goes for all of them. I ain't scared to tell you either. Right. I I firmly believe that, and it, and and it's not because I saw. I believe that certain quarterbacks want certain smoke. You feel me? Uh-huh. And I believe that some don't. Yep. Right. <laughs> and I just like I believe in coaches. I don't believe Lincoln Riley wanted that smoke of his SEC. But I believe that 62-year-old little, little old man we just got won all that smoke. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think Ricky Collins is the same way I put him up against anybody, anywhere.
1: No doubt. No doubt. I, I kind of wanted to get your, your analysis on that, man, uh, and, and see how you – I I, I kind of knew what your answer was going to be, but I'm glad you was able to break it down, man, just you know, from a progression standpoint and how he has gotten better – and cleaned yep. up a little, little of those technical issues. He has. Yep. Yep. He has. Well, Roe, man, thank you for coming on fanview, man. Got to get you back on here again in the near future, <laughs> sure, bro. Sure. Talk some ball.
3: Absolutely, bro. Y'all do a good job, man. I appreciate y'all having me on, Jake.
1: No doubt, no, no doubt. That's Rohan David, man. LSU big time, LSU standout and New England Patriot quarterback. Holler at your role.
0: All right, buddy. There it is, y'all. Listen, that means he came out and said, listen. Tom Brady was studying film Yo. on coverages for two hours. Yeah. Two hours. Yeah. And called him up. Yeah. He like, I'm asleep. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that goes to, to, you know, and let's talk about Tom Brady. Let's just, yeah, get, let's let, just go into it. Let's this. just go into it. Um, let's talk about Tom Brady's retirement. I think one of the biggest things I like to take from Tom Brady and his pro football career is that, to this to me, him and a guy like Corey Bryant, they made winning a skill. Mm-hmm. I love what they've done. They made it a know how. I don't think with anybody look at Tom Brady's career, the most important, impressive thing. I know people are gonna look at the seven Super Bowls that he, that he achieved and the ten you know appearances. But the thing that gets that sticks out to me more than anything. I don't think nobody's more prepared than Tom Brady yep. for a game. I think what people don't understand is that when Drew Bledsoe went down, he made a decision to himself to let everybody know on that team and that organization that he ain't getting his job back. This job is over. This, this is my job from this point on, and there's no disrespect to Drew That's the competitor to him. But the part that I think we got a chance to witness for our eyes is that he made winning become a skill. Some people think winning is something that happens to, you know, playing the game. and I, I think he really made that to understand that it's a know-how. You have to know how to win. You have to prepare yourself each and every game and each and every time and opportunity to be the best prepared on the field. One of the reasons I love Kobe Bryant is because I think he was the most prepared. One of the reasons I love Floyd Mayweather is because I believe he's the most prepared. You get what I'm saying? The reason I love Hussein both, I believe not only did he just the fastest, but I think he was also the most prepared. Mm-hmm. And to me, when I watch Tom Brady, that's what I'm going to take away the most. I don't think I'm going to watch another player at his position approach the game in terms of being prepared is better than him. That's the part that sticks out to me more than anything. He made winning look like a skill. He made it a know how. And I think that's the best thing I'm going to take away from the football. Not that a guy of this caliber has retired. I would prefer him to come back one more season and give me a TB12 tour because I feel like a guy of that caliber re- requires a tour to, yeah. to call it quits. I yeah. feel like, you know what? I'm going to play one more season. I'm going to go to every stadium possible. We already know it's done. Whether we win the Super Bowl, we don't. But we all get a chance and opportunity. To, you know what? Uh-huh. We're going to go watch him play whether we – I'd think i have loved to have one more season for the people who dislike Tom Brady the most Would have came on down and say, you know what? We're not going to watch a guy of that caliber again. We're just going to come to the game just to make sure whether our team wins or loses or not, I got a chance to see Tom Brady the last time. I would have loved to see him play one more season. You led the league in passing time. You led the league in touchdown time. Could have gave him one more season. But but greatness deserves time to be put on the shelf. And congratulations to Tom Brady. Man, uh, what, what
1: what can you see? And, I mean,
0: what, I
1: mean, when you talk about Tom Brady, twenty-two years doing it how he did it—a six-round pick out of Michigan. Uh, you know, when you see the clips of him at the NFL Combine, you you have no idea that he is going to be the goat one day. Slow molasses. And, <laughs> and and I say this all the time. I say this all the time. People always want to say somebody's the goat. I, and I, I, I hate that. They lose it too loosely. Every time you get on social media, he the GOAT. He the go, He the GOAT. He to go, Everybody the GOAT. No, no this is the, the GOAT. goat. <laughs> this is the And I think people are losing sight of what the GOAT really means. Greatest of, of all time. time. They lose it too loosely, G. Right. Now, I don't agree with Stephen A. Smith when he say he thinks he's the greatest NFL player of all time. When I think of NFL player, I think about, you know, a Lawrence Taylor, Jerry Rice, Randy Mars, Deion Sanders. Sanders. I don't think about, you know, because athleticism has that, to play a part well, into all of that. But he is the greatest quarterback, quarterback to ever touch a pigskin, and what I respect most about Tom Brady is he didn't skip steps in his process. Right. Uh, he handled adversity well, going all the way back to his days at Michigan. Tom Brady didn't play his first two years at Michigan. A lot of people don't know that. Right. He suffered from anxiety. Brian, Brian Griese started. Yeah, he, he suffered from anxiety, depression. Uh, was was thinking about transferring. Um, and even back then, he he met with a psychiatrist and kind of was helping him cope with that anxiety of not, you know, being able to play. Right. And he stuck it out. Then they brought Drew Henson in, yep. Who they thought was gonna be the next John Elway, the next Joe Montana, the next Dan Marino. Yeah. Tom Brady battled with Drew Henson. Ultimately, got got a starting gig. I think his first year start, he was like all I don't mention all Big Ten. And then the next year, his senior, he killed it. Yep. Um. And then he got picked in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. Had to go through some more adversity. Going behind, you know, everybody was saying he wasn't going to, he was going to be a backup his whole career. You know, what happened? Drew Bledsoe gets hurt. He waits his turn though. Right. He waited his turn yeah. and went through that process. He didn't skip steps in that process. Correct. When he got his opportunity, just like Rohan David just talked about, when he got his opportunity, it wasn't when Drew Bledsoe went down. No, it wasn't. It was way before way that. Way before that. Belichick them, put him through a test. Way before Drew Bledsoe went down. And when he got his opportunity, he ran with it. He's the most prepared. Won a Super Bowl. Then won six more Super Bowls. Those. <laughs> <laughs> well, five more Super Bowls. Maybe with, the five, with the Patriots. Okay. Uh competed at nine with them. Right. Nine. And then you say, okay, my time has ran out in New England. Yep. I need another, I need another challenge. I need another. Opportunity to show people I am like that, and that I don't need Belichick to hold that Lombardi Trophy. Right. What does he do? He goes to Tampa Bay, right, and wins a Super Bowl in year one. Year one, no, no mini camps, no OTAs. I mean, no preseason. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, is is that if that if that doesn't show you the greatness of Tom Brady, I just don't know what what, what he has to do. And then this year.
0: At 44 years old, he throws for what, 40,
1: 49, 4900 yards?
0: No, he threw over 5,000.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Over I'm five. sorry, Tom. I'm over sorry. Five. He five threw thousand. for over 5,000 yards. And let the, the league in touchdowns. Over 40 touchdowns. Let the league in touchdowns. At 44 years old, I would have loved to see him continue playing. You know, he had said things like two years ago that he wanted to play until he was like 48. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wants to leave out on top. Yep. And I respect that. And I think it's some more things that's going on. Uh, inside the Tampa Bay organization, that he probably doesn't want to put out to the public. Yeah. Uh, you know, for, as far as the cap situation, them being able to sign, resign players back, and just a lot of commotion that went on with that team this year, that he's probably not going to ever disclose, probably until he write a book five, six yeah. years from now. Yeah. So I think that really played a part into all of this. But all in all, you know, I, I, I'm glad I was able to grow up in that era and see him go through that pilot stage, um, and be and become the goat. Um, and, and Tom Brady, I just don't see anybody coming close to what he's done until maybe another fifteen or twenty years.
0: Coach, in what you got? I ain't gonna say nothing bad today. Of course, you know you can't talk bad. about that Michigan man bad. You know he went to the Wolverines, baby.
2: I ain't gonna say nothing bad today. I will say this: I don't, th- I don't think he's the most preparedness uh, quarterback. I, I think that's um, Peyton. It is, it, it is just. It's, it doesn't come. It doesn't just come from. It comes from for me. From what the defense, the great defenders that played against him, will always say: Your Ray Lewis is your Ed Reed. You know, they when they say like, "Hey, you know, your Troy Pollard," the hardest guy to prepare for was was Peyton. You know, you know to me, but I, I will I, you know, give flowers where it's due. Um, Tom to me is the most tenacious competitor I've, I've probably seen. At um at that position, um, no situation fa- uh, fazed them, mm-hmm. and um, you know, you know, football, you know, to me, like football is a complimentary sport. You know, you can't do it without. Um, I think he he probably will be the the quarterback that goes to the Hall of Fame that did it with the least. It said until he until he got to Tampa Bay, and we know that roster just was ridiculous. But you and that when one you year think, with Randy Moss, no, yeah, that years years one that year. Was, won, uh, but they didn't win it. Yeah, you know you when you win. think when you think when you think about years that that he that he that they won the uh, Super Bowl. You know his leading receivers in one year was was David Gibbons, Di Branch, you know, Wells Welker, um, um, David Patton Julian Troy S- Brown S- was
0: one of the one of the, the first time.
2: You know, uh, yeah, Troy, Troy you know Troy Browns, um, shoot him up, bang bang.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Rob Gronkowski, the, um, the the running, the running backs. You know, you know um, that. You know that just shows you the the genius of him and the the coach ability of him to accept the system. Because people forget that Charlie
0: Wallace.
1: I think we may, might be having
0: some technical difficulties. difficulties yeah, can y'all hit me? There we go.
2: Okay, hey, I. Don't, it's, all it's right, not, go. Uh, but uh, like I said, people people forget that you know Charlie Weiss was his first coordinator and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you know he, he he wanted that system, he wanted Josh McDaniels system and all that stuff. Now, you know, it's some other stuff about it that like people will always question. You know, like hey, the tuck room. You know, you take, you know, you know, Michigan on Michigan crime, you know, hey, that might be another, that might be another Super Bowl that he don't have, you know, like it, it's part of the game, you know, it's just part of the game. You know, the, you know, the flake game will always be one and all that stuff. And, you know, you can't, you know, as much as, you know, people will, will try to, you know, always wage a time against, against uh Belichick. You can't take away the greatness of Belichick because Belichick's probably the greatest NFL coach you he, know that we have, have. but he, he but you is. know get the baddest flowers you know just do and i you know i to me, i i knew it was the end like he was gonna retire this year I, I don't know how how you guys thought about it super bowl or not i knew he was gonna retire this year like it's it was two days that showed me one when he started the, uh the bad in the mirror podcast mm-hmm. and he was mm-hmm. just talking about the good days and you know kind of like reminiscent type 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 deal right about all the stuff. And it was strictly all Patriots uh, stuff. He said it was nothing about curly what was going on with him. And then two, it was like a couple of games against the Saints. It was uh, like any game that like that he kind of got hit. That, that he got hit a lot. You know, we used to see a Tom Brady getting hit. Like he's sitting there, he's fussing that off I remember like when he was playing with the Patriots, he got hit. He said that fussing that Matt Light and t- and then telling him, hey, pick me up, you know, you know, like this time, like you know, we, when he'll get hit, he'll like he'll just like kind of lay down. And it's like you know, like 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 he has nothing else to prove. So it's, like like how much longer do I want to do this, you know? So that like when we me and, me and G was talking about it last week, like it was, like to me like that's that's why I was like, hey, when I when I put those
0: two things together, like he done. Yeah, Jazelle say it's over it, brother. Come on, uh-huh. bring these kids with me.
1: I, I, you know, I, I, I kind of want to rebuttal to what you said about Peyton Manning. You know, I have this conversation with a lot of my partners in our group message, and they always want to throw Peyton Manning next to Tom Brady. And to me, it's not close. Now, if you want to talk about regular season, if you want to talk about regular season, yeah, I, I'll give you that. But as it pertains to the playoffs, <laughs> in the postseason, when it really matters, Tom Brady ain't on the same stratus field. Ain't on the same planet as as, you, as 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 Peyton Manning.
2: I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't compare them. I just compared the word that all I did was took the word that Fred used in the most preparedness. of, like,
0: to I don't me,
2: think Peyton, I to well, me well,
1: Peyton, he's not that, the most prepared. That bull is not to be true <laughs> because he's uh, not he don't he don't look too prepared in the playoffs. Uh,
2: tomato, tomato. matter. No that, that, no I, no. I, I, I'm, I'm just
1: saying. Say, no? I'm just saying. I mean, if you go back and look at Peyton Manning's <laughs> playoff stats. Or uh, if you go back and look at his performances, I, I, it's not impressive like that to say we're talking about him as arguably the best quarterback of all time. I think you right. are measured about what you do in the postseason. Don't get me wrong; I'm not saying Peyton Manning is not an elite and a great quarterback right. of all time, but he's not on the same level as Tom Brady. 14 and 13 is your record in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I but
2: I, I I'm not comparing them. I'm not comparing. Them. I just took that. That word that he said. I don't think Payton like was more prepared
0: point. than Tom Brady.
2: I just don't. I, 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 just, I don't. I, you know what like, like like that's I just like I said, I took it from all of the 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 great defensive players that we played that, that played the game against both of them. And they all like nobody said like they all said, like even your guy, Charles Woodson. <laughs> <laughs> Hard, was, was, was
0: hard to play against because he was more prepared. I think he under. I think his quarterback mind of how to play the position and how to see coverages. Yeah, people would make the assumption that Peyton Manning was the I, in terms and Peyton, of and Peyton Manning was a better arm talent. Yeah, but in yeah. terms of in terms of being prepared for four quarters of football to help win again. Like I said, winning he made winning a skill set. It became a skill. It became a know how. When it comes down to that. I don't think no one is more prepared to win a football game than Tom Brady. And when people talk about, oh, Tom
1: Brady had a defense. He had Belichick as a defensive mind. Okay. Peyton Manning had some of the best weapons that you will ever play with. Marvin Harrison, Dallas Clark, Clark Reggie Wayne, Wayne, Edwin James, Marshall Folk. Like, he played with some elite. Joseph Adai. Really like, good, yeah. he had some really, really good offensive players. So, you know, I feel like it, it cancels out. And if Tom Brady had, had the weapons that Peyton Manning had all his career, man, it, it his stats probably would be so enormous that nobody probably would ever break it. And, and I yeah. think that is – people lose sight of that. They all want to talk about he had a good defense. Yeah, he had a good defense, but who was he throwing to? Jermaine Wiggins? Yeah. Huh? Troy Brown? Troy Brown? David Patton? Come on, man. Come on.
2: I, know. I will I will say this and like I, I I I could I could just feel if like if I was in the studio right Benjamin now, he'd just be looking at me, but I'm gonna say it, <laughs> goddamn it. I'm gonna say it.
1: Go ahead.
2: Go ahead. You know Tom Brady will probably be the I'm I'm, I'm trying to think like he probably please, like, please like, don't he, say he, nothing no, disrespectful. No, no, I'm just I'm just I'm just being honest. Like he's gonna be like the the he he's he's a first battle hall of fame, no doubt. But he's when you take a quarterback's outside of the Super Bowl and winning, you won't put him like up there like in an elite talent. Like he's gonna be like that first guy. Like he won't be that guy.
1: You talking about performance just a talent standpoint.
0: Yeah, yeah, I give you that. Well, of course, I give it. Of course, you you gonna probably think of Dan Marino. You probably we'll think do? of Brett Favre. But guess what? Yeah, we'll yeah, no, no, sir, when you when like, you talk like, about elite like, talent, at the end of the day, he,
2: he at the end of the day, he he, he he does. So it, it don't matter. But like. You know, when you start, when you start, like, think about it like this. We know um, Emmitt Smith got the most, had the most rushing yards. But yeah. when we think, when our generation think about running back, the first name that Bear comes to mind is Barry Sanders. Most talent. It's just Less like when
1: you play. talk about Jerry Rice. Rice. Jerry Rice was right. the most talented receiver that you will see. You think of Randy Moss. You think about Randy Moss. You think about right. Megatron. You think about people like we, that.
0: Right, but when
2: you talk when you talk about the greatest wide receiver, everybody out, like that go out the window, and it comes back to Jared Rice. That's what I'm saying. Like Tom Brady's is going to be in that same situation. When you talk about the greatest quarter with the greatest quarterback, like arm talent, all that other good shit, you know, out the window, it's going to come back to to Tom Brady. But then when you like talk about like elite arm talent, you know, that's your Marino's, yeah. Payton's, yeah. uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. All of, you don't say those guys, but when it comes to greatest, it all that's out the window is gonna come back to him.
1: But I I'll say this that one redeeming quality it, and this is for sure <laughs> that Tom Brady has that Peyton Manning does not have when it when it pertains to the postseason, and that's got that clutch gene, baby. That's that clutch gene. When when it's time for the game to be decided by the quarterback that position. position? Tom, Tom Brady going to come through more often than not.
0: Yeah.
1: what? Well, Peyton Manning I, to be, to, is like, ah, uh, maybe. There's maybe an, inter, there's an interception somewhere in there. I, I, I just, uh, to, you to, know, to, to not, you. I'm not too to, confident. I love Tracy Porter. Pick six, baby. That's it. A to, I said, There's an I.N.T.
2: somewhere. To be honest with you, I, I honestly believe, like, that is the best um, line to describe those guys. Because outside, because, look, I don't care what nobody say. To me, Aaron Rodgers falls in that same category as Peyton Manning when it comes to that, because he's gonna he's gonna lose it more than he's gonna win it. You know, you know those that clutch gene. Hell, Drew Brees doesn't even have the clutch gene. He as got it more than Peyton Manning. You know, but it, it's it's gonna it's gonna be Joe Montana, uh, John Elway, and
0: and um, Tom Brady. Yeah, the record supports it. But, you know, again, we got to move on. Moving on. Yeah. All, all this Brady talk, you know, the, the, the Michigan man, you know, we got to move on to more the things to talk about. Um, we got to talk about some of the head coaching hires in the NFL. Obviously, they started off with nine nine vacancies. Now we're down to five. For people who don't know, um, the, the uh, Chicago Bears job has been filled. The Denver Broncos job has been filled. Uh, let me see what else we got here. The Oakland raid, I mean, the Las Vegas Raiders' job has been filled, and uh, what other job? The New York Giants
1: mm-hmm. with the uh, the bowl from the Bills,
0: yeah. Um, and there's still five jobs still vacant. The, the Saints, the Saints, like v- Saints, Vikings, Texans, the Jaguars didn't hire anybody. Jaguars and Vikings, uh, and, and Dolphins. I'm sorry, the Dolphins. The Dolphins are still vacant, so they still got five vacancy jobs. Um, what did y'all take on some of the hires? That we've seen happen so far, and what did y'all take on Brian Flores filing a lawsuit against the league regarding his the hiring process, Coach? Here, I'm gonna start with you.
2: Um, well, I will start with the Brian Flores thing. Um, we've all talked about it. We knew the the Rooney Rule was a band aid at best. Uh, it was just something to 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 do. To do it now I, I I I commend them for for starting for starting the movement, but you know, as time passes, you know, stuff got involved. I be, I've I've been a firm believer. I've been I've been talking about it for the past couple of years. I believe it should be a one in one rule. What I mean by that for every for every non minority um person you interview for a, a position of GM or head coach, it should be a minority person being being interviewed it doesn't have to, that have to be an african brand, but it has to be right. a minority person you know that that's just that's just what it is um uh because the because they're gonna do like like for instance when the bills um assistant gm got the gm job at, at in um for the giant for, Bill, the giants, the, for the giants we knew that it was gonna be brian day who no, and, and, and it, it makes sense. It, it honestly makes sense. That's somebody you work with. You understand him. When you starting something, you of course if somebody you, you wanna you wanna pull somebody that you know is qualified and somebody that you have a good relationship with already. I, I I I I totally understand that. But and you should understand that going you know going going in for an interview. I you know I just believe that. It was just caught up, you know. It it just so happened to be one of the teams that he was interviewed for, and you know the the text messages from Belichick was icing on the cake to give him, you know, the ammunition to push forward with with this. What I think he's doing um, is is very is very bold to be young. To just just think about just think about things like this. He's young. And he's still in the height career because, like, he still could have got a job, even if he, if he, would, if he would have got a job this high recycling, he would have damn sure got a job the next higher recycling. He would, he would, he, but he sacrificed all of it to right. make a better way for more minority coaches. Because, think about it, it's only two minority coaches out of 32 teams. That's Ron Rivera of the Washington Commandos. I mean,
0: yeah, I think that's Com- the name Commandos, commanders. whatever. Um, um Mike
2: Tomlin the Steelers. Oh that's oh, hard. Oh boy,
0: there's another one, the guy for the Jets. Uh Robert uh Robert Sall. Okay. Salad. So three. Yeah. So, Salad. So,
2: so 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 but three out of 32, that's bad. You know, that's 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 not even two percent of your lead. You know, so I feel I feel as though those like that is that is good on him. Good on him, because it's a chance that he just black blacklisted himself for the betterment of the, the future. Um, uh, so, you know, as far as the Brian Flores, um, as far as the coaching hires that, um, that was picked, um, I, I understand the, why Denver got the Packers offensive coordinator, because they ultimately go is to get Rogers. So to, to, to make it, you know, to, to to make it more attractive for him to come in it I understand that part I understand the Giants um um higher. the one I'm kind of scratching my head about honestly is um the the Colts D C becoming the Bears head coach when you have um, a young you know you, we we all know it the quarterback is the cornerstone to your franchise and when you have a young kid um, at Best that position, and you get a defensive minded head coach like we've seen it that that does not bow well. Late, the, the last time we've seen it, um, in re- the most recent, um, I want to say was Jeff Fisher with Jared Goff. Yep, and, it um, was horrible, and, and, and that horrible. that was that was just a disaster waiting to happen. The only way this works out good is if, if you bring in okay, uh, a, court, uh, a, a transformative, you know, offensive mind as your office coordinator But then, how long would he stay? that's that's the issue so you it's it's a set it's a setback it, it's, it's a setup to me and um i can't remember the other um the culture high that we that we talked about
1: Oh, uh, man you know just looking at the whole landscape of the NFL right now and what's trending right. what's trending is having an officer minded coach as your head coach oh, okay. that's what that's what's trending right, right now in the NFL agreed uh, I thought Brian DeBoer was the was the number one hire out of all the hires, okay, and that didn't even includes Eric Enemy. That's just my personal opinion. I thought the was the bull the bull was. I thought for the Giants. I mean, for the, for, the, I the, thought, for the Bills. I felt like the Enemy would have been a better culture fit for the Saints, but just when I'm talking about the whole grand scheme of things, as you know, what they've accomplished, and and and. uh you know, body of work, I mm-hmm. thought Brian DeBoe had the best body of work out of all of the coaching gotcha. candidates. Gotcha. What he's done uh, with the Buffalo Bills, and Josh Allen. those three, four years that Josh Allen, when he came into the league, has been tremendous. Every year, you've seen improvement from Josh Allen. And I talk about this all the time. I, when, I, when I'm looking at a player, a coach, an organization, I'm always looking for progression, seeing how you evolve it every year. And you've seen that from the Bills' offense, Every year, Brian DeBoer was the OC. Agree. Now he has Josh Allen looking like an MVP candidate. I think he's going to be an MVP at some at some point in his career. Hopefully, he still ha- has that. Hopefully, that can still happen even even though the is is gone. No. Uh, I thought Josh McDaniels was a really good hire. I thought he he should have been a dark horse for the Saints job. I know we talked about when he was with the, uh, the Broncos, and you know it didn't end the way he we he it should have went it should have ended, but. I thought when he was with the Broncos, he was extremely young. He was right. extremely immature. And the Broncos just gave him too much power. Correct. You know, he was making personnel decisions. It was just too much. He was... He was too premature for yeah, that Yeah, it was too much on him. Now he's with the Raiders. Now he could just focus in on coaching. And like we talked about last weekend, he was under... He'd been under Belichick for the, what, the last five, six years. She, he been under Belichick yeah, for the majority of his career. Like, yeah, like but I'm saying he, with, you, he was with you, Belichick, you, left and went it, to the Broncos... Yeah. Then he got yeah one stint in, uh, at the Rams. Then he came back and be the OC. Right, right. So I think sometimes when you come back to somebody like Belichick and you've gotten older and yeah, mature, matured. now you understand how you need to handle things within an organization. Correct. I think this. I thought that was a really good hire for the readers. Okay. So as it pertains to everybody else, Nathaniel Hackett, you didn't even call please in Green Bay. Right. <laughs> I mean, I know I know. Aaron Rodgers is praising you because him and, you know, LaFleur got their little rough going on. Right. The Broncos, you put all your eggs in one basket because this man, Aaron Rodgers, came out and said he thinks he should be a head coach. Right. Now, if you don't land Aaron Rodgers, now what? Now what? So, I just thought that was just a, a, a ridiculous hire. You know that's the only reason they hired him. Yep. Because of Aaron and Rodgers. Rodgers. They think they can get Aaron Rodgers. But, uh, and the rest of the hires, I just feel like it's not even worth mentioning. So, Brian DeBow, I think he was the number one hire out of all of the candidates. Um, I think he's going to do a really good job with that Giants team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's going to have his work cut off for him with Danny but Dan Jones.
0: Jones yes. I, I,
2: but, but I, I think, let, let, let me ask you this. Do you think that he, he he's probably in the best situation too? Because, so like, as far, outside of the Raiders, because, you know, they got Waller, um, Edwards, Jacobs, and, and Carr, to me, like, offensive-wise, like he he's set up, if you if especially if Saquon Barkley is healthy. But with Tony, um, Galladay, um, um, Ingram, you know, hey, he, he I think he's I think he's in the best situation.
1: Well, uh, and, then, and then and then you got to think about this too. He's going into a division. Well, it's weak. The Cowboys are are, are probably going to be a, a good team again next year. Correct, I, I would imagine. Right, right. But the rate the, the Redskins or the, the commanders. The commanders. The commanders the, the Washington Commanders which is a ridiculous name by the right. way. <laughs> and the Eagles, I just think that they're gonna be an average or below average team going Correct. into the to next year. So to my you, two teams with no quarterbacks to me. And they just they just don't have the pieces either. Right. Now Washington has the, the pieces defensively. Right. Offensively, they got a ways to go. To go. You know, uh McLaren is really the only
0: him and Gibson are the only yeah, two. Yeah, Gibson and, and Gibson o- is okay, yeah, but he's not. He's not the league. But back. you don't have
2: but your quarterback is. Yeah, and your quarterback, quarterback situation it's, it's, is it's just, just, it's just, and your
0: offensive
1: of line is just atrocious. Atrocious. So, uh, in the Eagles, I, I just think that you know I like Jalen Hurts, and and they got some pieces with you know even though Jalen Rager has not panned out yet. Right. Um, they got they the, Greg Wall, the kid Watkins. You know they got some little complimentary Chase, pieces, but they, Vontae, day,
0: y'all. Devontae. Devontae, Devontae. Huh? Devontae? They got Devontae? Yeah, okay. they got
1: Devontae Smith. But um, what I'm saying is they just don't have enough, right? in my opinion. So I think the ball could be going into the Giants situation with this thing. on, a, Like, with this thing, and, 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 and he put himself in a situation to where they can go, they can win about 10 games next year. Now, will they win the division? I don't know. Ah. But I think he will be fighting for a wild card spot in year one with the Giants because he's going to uplift that offensive side of the ball that much. And defensively, the jobs was really good last year. It was really good. So I think the bowl was the best hire, and uh, he's gonna do way more of a uh, uh, than, J- than have, Joe have Judge. Way, have way more of, of success
0: than what Joe Judge, Judge had. Yeah.
2: I, I like. Well, the reason hi- why the yeah. only reason why Judge got the job is
0: because he was connected to Bel- Belichick. That's the only reason. Let's just yeah. let's just keep it focused. Yeah, Joe Judge shouldn't have been hired. No offense. I don't think the 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 trend is officer coordinators becoming head coaches. Yes. That's the trend. Yes, and I think that what, what Brian Flores and his lawsuit have gone. I think he has he has a, he has merit. I don't think he should have had have the, the interview for a job that was going to already to be given to somebody else just so you could check off the Rooney Rule box. Mm-hmm. That's just that's wrong. And I and I support his lawsuit. Um, for, for that happening to him because that's something to happen to a lot of people, especially minority coaches. They're just checking off the box, but they already have somebody in mind who they're going to make the decision and hire. And we all understand how business works. Everybody's got a job based upon relationships. Everyone's gotten a job being received. Hey, listen, I know this person, and I know this person. This is the person I want to bring in. I obviously got to do some due diligence, but we know everyone's not being hired off of merit. We know a lot of people are being hired based upon the relationships they have. You look at 32 teams around the league, you got three minority coaches and the other 30, <laughs> or right. 29, are, are, are Caucasian. Right. And a lot of times these guys just know how to – they have relationships. And that's no disrespect. But when you start looking at the Graham scheme, the, I, I support his lawsuit and for him going forward because he's, he's about to get blacklisted. But that's the stand that he wants to take. Now, some of the remaining jobs that's left available, I think the Minnesota job is still attractive when you look at the offense over there where you have, you know, Kirk Cousins, you still have, you know, what oh, did uh Devin Cook? Devin Cook. Yeah, you had Justin Jefferson. You got – Thielen. Thielen. You got an attractive team. They just need to get their defense back together moving in that direction. I don't like the, the Bears hire at all. At all. At all. I just don't. I think that it's just –
1: Poor Justin Fields. Poor, 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 poor Justin, Justin Fields. Poor Justin Fields, man. I don't
0: like that situation for him at all because, again, you don't have somebody that – when you're trying to – you have a young quarterback. I think you need to pair him with the right O.C., and the right officer of mind to help develop him and bring him along. That's kind of the, the connection that's been happening. The quarterback and head coach connection. Bringing a hire defensive coach does not do justice for Justin Jefferson. Um, even when you're looking at the Jacksonville job, I think whoever they're going to hire is not official That is Byron Leftwich, but I think Byron Leftwich is going to probably be the person for that job. But then when you go look at a team like Houston, who has a lot of turmoil, and you don't know what's going to happen with, with Deshaun Watson. I think he'll be traded. I think a guy like D'Amico Ryan's works perfect. I think they got to bring a defensive player in. I think when I mean, you don't. Oh, like,
2: no, no. Not a D'Amico.
1: You don't like D'Amico. One what's wrong with D'Amico? One year. No, nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying he should be. I'm just saying what's wrong. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? No, i say one, wrong with like, him. Like,
2: like, like one. Like we gonna give? We gonna give somebody control of an organization who just been a defensive coordinator for one year it's like pretty much it's, it's, it goes back to the argument that G made last week you know like to me the reason why Debose was a is a great hire he had t- he got skin in the game like yeah. it wasn't like he didn't have one great offensive season and made it. the reason why Sal- salva wasn't a hired a good high the, the previous year was it wasn't like he was just a dc for one year he it was three, you know, three, four consecutive consistent keyword consistent good years. But and it was a system that he built. The Miko didn't build this system. It still is is rival it's a salad system. Yeah. But he I, just he just
0: overtook it. Yeah. But I can I but I can rebuttal that with the two guys we're about to watch in the Super Bowl were OCs for one year. The who? Zach Taylor was not an O.C. for long. He was an O.C. for one year in in Los Angeles, and he's the head coach of the Bengals, and they're in the Super Bowl. That goes the same for McVay. McVay was the O.C. for one year in Washington because Kyle Shanahan was the O.C. He was O.C. for one year, and he got that ramp job. We want to watch two coaches who coached this one year, and they're both in the Super Bowl. That's a good point. The The, the rebuttal
2: to your rebuttal is offense. They coach offense defense is defense is totally different it's easy who it's wants coach to coach you I'm, I'm a deep i'm a defensive guy i'm a defensive guy it's easier to get the the offense will always be ahead of the defense because your defense you got to re- react all right who, who so wants if your mind if the, the the lead of your team is strictly offense is going it's gonna it's a, it's a be it be a whole lot easier defense you're gonna you you're you going to exclude the offense team.
0: That's just that's just what it is. But so, so let me ask you a question: all, all the jobs that's left, which one? Which one is the worst job? They just fired a coach after one season. Who? What job is the most attractive? We all know that the Houston Texans job is the least attractive job that's left. Yeah, I, I would not want that. job. I would not want that job. I don't job. even. And they, I know they came out <laughs> and
1: said Brian <laughs> Flores is
0: a, candidate. a finalist.
1: Yeah. Why? why would you? Why would you want that job? <laughs> They're gonna set you up for failure. Yeah. And and if anybody and if anybody hires Brian Flores right now. They're only doing it because of what's going on with this lawsuit. Right. They're not, right. You're not going to be set up for success. And they're going to fire you in year two or year three at the most. Right. Um. And just and just kind of going back to that topic. People have a problem with if you already have a strong indication that who you want to hire in your process. Right. Right. I can relate to that. And I know this is it's, it's different, but it's similar. When I've been at uh, shoe circuit tryouts for basketball, AAU, mm-hmm. or with my 707 organization with Louisiana Elite, right, or if I've been to other people's tryouts, tryouts. you already have a good idea who you're going to pick. You're just hoping the, so these kids that come tryout, somebody changes your mind. mind. Somebody blows you away you in the tryout. It's the same thing with these NFL coaching interviews. Right. When these coaches are coming, when they got these list of candidates, so if you got six candidates, you know it's one out of them six you like this. That's who I won't hire. Mm Mm-hmm. That's who I won't hire. That's who we're gonna plan to hire. And you and you interview the other five. Right. And just, you know, to do your due diligence and say, okay, let me see if one of these guys is gonna change my mind. Well, let's see if one of these guys just gonna blow me away. Correct. And I think we gotta be very. Mindful of just saying that, Brian Flores has been wrongly done in these interviews. Now, the stuff about John L. them coming into the interview inebriated and kind of like I think he said he was like thirty
0: minutes late for yeah. the interview. Now that's a unacceptable. Hour. Right. Hour. I'm, sorry. Hour. I'm sorry. A I'm hour. sorry. Ow, and he said that he felt they've been doing some drinking the night before. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. that is
1: know. that is totally unacceptable. A, that unacceptable. that's letting me know there that you don't. Take me serious, serious. And that's very disrespectful. Right. Uh. And so if, I'm, I'm not talking about that. Right. But as it pertains to a, 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 a organization already having a, a indication on who they want to hire, you cannot feel no type of way about that. Correct. They may have a relationship with that person. And, 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 and people like that who they, they like. like. Look, before they start coming up with these candidates, who they going to hire, they already been talking, asking different people around the league doing Zoom interviews with certain people, trying to figure out who they think is best fit for the organization. Okay? Now, Mr. Ross for the Miami Dolphins. (laughs) Bro. Bro. (laughs) If this is seem to be true. It's true. It's true. That you was trying to get this man a hundred bands to throw games, just like Stephen A. said, you need to be revoked from being a Dolphins owner. You cannot own a team. You're you, you, you going you gonna to jeopardize the integrity of competition. It, 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 I, I, I hate everything about that. Not, we're not watching
0: wrestling. Right, 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 right. We're not watching wrestling. At that point in time, to me, you and you the book has got something going on. Yeah, and... And, 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 and that can't be. And
1: that look, can't be. I'm not going to say his name, but... I have a, a, a good friend of mine that, that currently plays in the NFL. And he's been playing in the NFL for six, five or six years. And he told me this about three or four years ago. He said, gee, he said, this goes for the NFL and the NBA. He said, in the NFL, there are 32 teams. He said, out of the 32 teams, maybe five or four teams in the league is really trying to win. He said, the other 28 <laughs> is just trying to make sure they profit every year. He said, they don't really care about winning.
0: I've been, been trying to Bowl. tell you this for years. It's a
1: business. It's, it's only about four organizations that really cares about winning. And when he told me that, I, I didn't want to believe it. Right. I didn't want to accept it. Right. Because I'm such a competitor and I love football and I love basketball and I love seeing teams compete on Sundays right. and Thursdays and Mondays. Right. And I just don't want to believe it. But as it pertains to this Brian Flores situation, when an owner comes out and, and, and is telling you to intentionally throw games. Throw games. This goes back to what my boy said that's in the league. Mm-hmm. So they just clearly lets me know that this is very true. And and owners in the league don't care about winning. They care about that well, bottom line. They, they care about, about that bottom line and making sure they profit at the end of the, of year. the year. And and, and well, I mean, I, listen, bro, this puts a dark, dark cloud over the shield. Whether people won't like it or not, and I think uh Mr. Ross he donates millions of dollars to this. What's the organization he, he, he donates money to every year? Uh, uh, it's not
2: the Miracle League. It's uh, but it's 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 something, it's something it's, it's, doing it's, it's,
1: with injustice to black people and helping yeah. all African Americans and minorities and stuff like that. Smoke screen,
2: smoke screen. <laughs> but but, they, but like, all right, so let's up, think baby. about this. It's called brother. donation for Right, I'll I'll I I I don't. I don't I don't know why we shocked about it
1: because I'm, I'm brought- shocked. I'm shocked that you would pay your head coach, coach. A hundred k to throw a game. I'm shocked about that. But, now I'm not shocked about but, everything else. I'm shocked about that. No, no,
2: no, but I'm talking about like the draw the game part. remember when he got, when, when, before they hired Brian Flores, like Adam Scheffler said it, Martin, said it was like, people forget about it. They was trying to tank for a tour. Mm-hmm. He got hired the year that they that Tua was going into the draft, mm-hmm. so that was part like that was the plan all along. So it, it doesn't shock me. It, it, it like it, it shocks me that that he was incentivized. Incentivized. Yeah, that, incentivized, for it. That like that that's going too far. Me. But but like I can see, like I can see, like hey, the, like he being he being set up for it. Like hey, we are not. No, we're not going after this free agent. No, we're not going to do this. No, we're not going. Like I can see him making it toxic to 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 work and to, to get what you're trying to get accomplished. That I I can I can see, but like to actually say, hey, for a hundred k, you know, you go you to lose the game. And this let me know like like because I don't know Brian Flores personally at, at, at all, but this let me know that it was true. I've met Hugh Jackson a couple of times. I met Tony Dungy a couple of times, mm-hmm. Lovey Schmidt, a couple of times. For them to immediately come back and say, "That's not unheard of," that's, that's not, not uncommon. Like they literally put themselves out there, and, and, and you know where that smoke that's right, because there's a lot of people who just didn't have the courage to do with Brian Flores, or just are not in the position to, to but, make but the this stand my, that Brian this Flores this is my This is my number one question. But won't set out their foot.
1: This is this is a big question that I have with Brian Flores. That happened back in 2019 with Denver. Yeah. With the Denver situation. And with the, the Dolphin situation, huh? The, the Dolphin. Dolphin situation happened 19, too, huh? Or 20? Yeah. 19? 19, 19. Right? 19. this is his first year. Why do you wait till now to say that? You should have put in your resignation then and came out with all this. I, I just, the, the timing of it, I don't like. I, I would agree and, with you. Know, the if, if Bill Belichick I think, I, doesn't send those text messages to him, thinking he that the, he's Brian the Bull, he, he, he don't come out and say all this. He don't file a lawsuit. Why, why you don't come out back then and say what's what? going on and file a lawsuit? I, why you wait until three I, years I, later? I think it's,
2: I think it's simply because he had the job. He, he had the, jobs. He actually okay, had look, the, so here,
1: all right, okay. Okay, we on Fan View Live. We on Fan View Live. You know, the producer tells us, okay, look, here, look, Fred, look, G, I want y'all to go on the air and say some racial stuff. And if y'all do it, man, I'll give y'all boys $20,000. Guess what I'm going to tell you, Fred, and the producer? I'm going to holler at you. <laughs> Peace. i am a to holler at Peace. you. I don't wanna be well no part of that. And I know what people are gonna say, well, man, he don't wanna leave all that money on the table. They're setting you up for failure. failure. Ain't nothing about success gonna come out of it. Right. I'm sorry. Right. And so that's my only thing about this whole situation with Brian Flores. Why did you wait three years to come out and say all this?
2: The only thing that does bother. Think, him. Cause like I say, because like the 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 only he got because he got fired because he was winning. Like he was like he was like okay like basically like,
3: like, basically
2: like like because like, like I think like he had to he had to Miami like he took the Broncos interview to not burn bridge he already knew like like he was offered the Miami spot after his final like he had his final interview already right he had a first interview at Denver and if and let's think about it like do you want to work for in Miami or Denver in a you know like like Denver is, is more attractive. So like of course you you accept that interview just not burn the bridge because you know John elway is a powerful person yeah for the ship. Right. So you so you take that not to burn the bridge. But so he had that in his back pocket. He probably under he probably understood, like it was I wasn't gonna be successful in year one anyway, take it. But to get fired the way he got fired, after they was the one who said, Hey, we gonna take for tour, then they was like, Hey man, tour is not getting it done. Let's see if we can get Deshaun Watson and then you keep winning and like now there's like they they put on well look it wasn't it it wasn't us the coach didn't like you didn't like you so so now we're gonna let you the coach go since tour is starting to play up to his capabilities so now it's like if, if it's being drawn back on me i gotta protect myself and i'm and now i'm seeing i'm not getting a fair shake to for these jobs now let me let me open the bag so to speak and whatever happens happens
0: my, my only thing about it is this and we're gonna move on because we got to get more to get into um my only my only issue with this the timing of it, what G is talking about my only issue is that when other minority cancers start getting hired for these less these other five remaining jobs I don't want this lawsuit <laughs> to overshadow the achievements of these head coaches when byron Leridge if he gets a job let's say he gets the Jacksonville job I don't want him to feel like they hired him because of this Rooney Rule or whatever the case. May be. I think he's earned the job that he's got. If let's say, let's just say D'Amico Ryan's become the next coach for the Houston Texans. I don't want this lawsuit to be the narrative right. of why these guys were hired for the jobs that they got that they're going to get hired for.
1: Brian Flores shouldn't even want to take any of these jobs because you, you're, you're only getting it's a pity party, right?
0: Right. Yeah. And I, I, that's the only issue I have about the timing of this of this of this lawsuit. I don't want to make the narrative look like everything's gonna be connected to Brian Flores lawsuit if a minority coach gets hired for one of these five remaining jobs.
2: That's the quick only question, real issue I have. Quick question for quick, quick we shift. If not now, then when? What you mean? That's the that's that's the problem. what you, you mean? Like, what you mean? Like, no, I've just I'm 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 just I'm
0: just i you muted yourself again.
2: Y'all hear me? Yeah, y'all can hear you know, I say if 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 not if not now, then when? Like, what would be the perfect time for him
3: to like
2: like to me? Like, you know, he also trying to inspire change. So, like, it's no perfect time to to do this. So, like, if not now, look, I'm just going. I'm, I'm just asking y'all because y'all saying y'all don't like the time number.
0: The time was back in 2019. Yeah, yeah. should have been did it. He should have been did
2: it. Should
1: have been did, once, did it. Once you start seeing. That kind of stuff going on within an organization, you should already know, like, man, I'm not gonna be set up to be successful in this. That's situation. the time to do it. Like, I gotta, I gotta come out now. listen, if I'm Brian Flores, I wouldn't even want coaching in the NFL no more.
0: Yeah. That's just me. That's just me. I yeah. wouldn't even want coaching in the you're, NFL. You're, you're not trying to pay the politics no. of what's going on. No. So that's just the only issue I have with that I don't want his I don't want his lawsuit being connected to guys who getting hired who, of minority coaches. And I don't then, want the two to connect. Them. And then Brian Belichick. <laughs> Texts him Thinking he's Brian the Bull. Like
1: That is absurd Brian I Belichick of, I need you to I, I need him. you to put in your phone White Brian Black Brian That's what I need you to do Brian <laughs> Belichick That's what I need you to do Come on Belichick Come on man Get better you, You're texting the wrong damn Brian Get better I, I mean it's still the Because
2: <laughs> he worked Because he worked for him he, he worked So he knew the, the right Brian He was texting he Nah
1: exactly I, I, was I don't doing. think he did I don't think you did, yeah. bro. Yeah, I really he don't think you did. Perfect, man. Can you put last name in that Bill Belichick? No. Put white Brian, black Brian. <laughs> That's what you put. That's how you solve all that.
0: <laughs> You're bad. You're bad. you <laughs> You've been in the game You're too bad. long. You're bad. <laughs> but listen. You did it on purpose, man. Yeah, Hey, man. You know, Bill Belichick bought that mess. <laughs> listen, but moving on. We got to get into the signing day. National Signing Day happened last week. Um, not last week, yesterday. National Signing Day has happened yesterday. LSU has moved themselves up the ranks with some of the signings they have. And Texas A&M comes in at number one overall. What did y'all take on National Signing Day and some of the guys who decide to sign with particular schools where they decide to go to? What did y'all take on National Signing Day?
1: What you got here? Let me hear. Let me
2: hear. <laughs> uh, me? Uh, I, I'm... I'm, I'm happy with with the LSU signing class. I know Perkins was was their number one. Like we talk about uh, board all the time. Perkins was their number one guy. Like right. after after Walker Howard and and, uh, and Campbell, Will Campbell, Perkins was was their guy. Was their guy. And, they, and and ultimately, and like G knows it better than me. Like if you can come away with your top three guys in the class, you feel you feel successful. You know, losing Osiron, and you know, and be able to to come together within like like less than a month to put together the rest of the class that they did, um, is significant. You know, I know hats off. You know, hats off to them. Um, I'm I I knew Danny Lewis wasn't wasn't like cheating. Like he knows a person. I just from the outside looking in, just from coaches, just just coach talk. You know, I knew Danny wasn't going to LSU. Um, I, like when when the Bama – like G said it perfectly on Twitter, it, it's Bama <laughs> with the Bama. I, I know, like, well, that's where he's going. Especially with what is name Billisley from Chicago with him transferring out of Bama. It's like it's a it's an open it's an open spot right right now. Um and um Jacoby, I I don't like I think once Jacoby Yeah, had. And him had um decommitted and ogeron was gone i think it was like aaron anderson it just jacoby just didn't say nothing it was like that was the relationship that he had and then on top of that Corey had left too so it was like i lose my two people it's not a, it's not a, it's not i'm not going there and i don't think i i think the to find to, 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 to citizen um kid i think it was like a a last dish effort, late push, too little, too late. I honestly thought um, Billy Napier was going to get him. It shocked me that he went to Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you know, Jimbo does. Jimbo put a, like has been consistently put together a good class since he's been in the SEC. Um, it doesn't just it just doesn't show up on the field.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought that Harold Perkins signing was significant. For this class. Right. Uh, I, I think Harold Perkins, man, is probably going to play in year one. Uh, I think he'll rotate in at the beginning of the season. I think he will have a chance to start at some point throughout the season. I think he's that good, man. Uh, losing Trevante Citizen, I thought, was was big because you got Noah Kane coming in from Penn State. You know, he's a really, really good running back to go along with John Emery. Right. But you always want that that young back that's coming up behind some veterans like that. Right. You know what I mean? And you didn't get Le'Veon Moss. He signed with AM. and And you don't get Javante Citizen. I thought that was big, okay? Um, I think you will see, because I think LSU still has about three or four spots left. They have four. Four. So I could see them getting a, a, a kid at the transfer portal, another yeah. kid at the transfer portal to, to solidify that running back room. Uh, Tight end. You got Mason Taylor coming in who was the son of Jason Taylor, the former Miami Dolphin. I think he's a good player, but they're going to have to go get another tight end. Right. Not getting Danny Lewis, I thought was really, really big. I thought it was, it was coming down to, from my, my sources, it was it was 50-50 between Florida and LSU. All right, I don't know what happened in these two days. I, I got that news on Sunday, and then he signs with Bama. So... And if you know anything <laughs> about signing, they lead them to signing. They things can change, change quickly, and I know you know all about that. Big Hen, as it pertains to Ismail Sopson on signing, <laughs> I was there. That, I was there. It was a down, it was so much drama. I felt like I was in a soap opera, right? <laughs> uh, and then when they as it pertains to Joe Kobe Matthews, I thought that Jacoby was going to come to LSU. Uh, from, from what my sources told me that morning. He was coming to LSU, Woo. and around his, his his signing was for six o'clock. And around about three three thirty,
0: Jimbo. I got a
1: call. I got a call and said he ain't going to LSU, LSU no more. He going to AM. and M. So Jimbo. these kind of things always happen leading up to signing day or on signing day. I, I, I've I've had kids tell me they made their mind up at the podium <laughs> When the lights come on. You know, ESPN. once they get ready to talk, they just like it gotta they plan it through their head. They like, okay, Miami, okay, Florida, okay, LSU. I've had kids tell me that. Right. So, but all in all, I think for year one, I thought Brian Kelly did address some needs. Uh, he did a great job in the transfer portal. Um, and like I say, the Harold Perkins signing was big time. I mm-hmm. think we're gonna look back two years from now and say, Man, Harold Perkins. Is one of the best defensive players in the country, so uh,
0: and, and yeah, the, the ability is there.
1: And, and and like we just talked about, they got four spots left, so I think you still be able to go fill them voids at running back, at and tight, tight end. end,
0: and I think and I think they they they, they should
1: probably go get uh, another interior lineman on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Listen, man, when it comes to signing day, man. I enjoy it. I love it. I like to see where these kids decide to pick colleges and where they decide to go. and them did a very much of a splash. But I'm with Jay Eugene on this one here. Listen, they got the number one recruit classes to go eight and four. <laughs> Maybe nine and three. We'll they, see. We, we won't see and m in the SEC championship. They're not going to be there. Bama and Georgia are going to probably duke it out again. So when it comes down to it, you got to commend Saban for getting Danny Lewis coming to Louisiana. He's mm-hmm. still recruiting. He's still getting some of the kids. Come on, he got what Aaron Anderson. Now he got Danny Lewis. He got what three or four total Listen, recruits out of Louisiana. Shaz, Yeah, Shaz, Pete,
1: yeah, Pete Golden has to get his flowers. <laughs> All right, think about this. Think about this. He they got four of the top offensive players in Louisiana: Indiana. Danny Lewis, Kendrick Law, Shaz Preston, and Aaron, Aaron Anderson. Anderson. Four. That is ridiculous. Four.
0: That's ridiculous. Bama just finds a way to come in this state and get the elite of the elite every year. Yeah, now and to LSU credit, they've done a phenomenal, die, phenomenal job in the transfer portal. Um, obviously, you know they get a hell of Perkins. They also get the corner Jalen out of they out of Texas. Jalen, um, he mm-hmm.
1: got two last names. Yeah, he got yeah. two last names. Yeah. That
0: kid, there, I think he's you know gonna be a big part of this class when you start looking up when you start looking back at it. Um, overall, a lot of these kids, you know, in terms of signing here right now. We're going to be following a lot of these kids, and the truth of the matter is you got to figure one-third is going to transfer. One-third. I'm looking at what AM did, and I'm telling you all right now, about 10 to 12 of those kids are going to be there next year. They're being the transfer portal to come December.
2: Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't, it, don't it, know because like, Texas a and got the best NIL going on. Nah, it, in I, country right I, I don't know
1: that. But I can tell you this from what my sources are telling me down there in Baton Rouge. Brian Kelly met with 75 business owners in Baton Rouge on yesterday. They're going to get it figured out. They're going to get it figured out soon, just like Rohan David just talked about yeah, earlier in, in, this, in, this, in this show. They're going to get this thing figured out. out because right now, a Bama, and even Florida, Florida are ahead of the game as it pertains to the NIL right now. And uh, I think that, you know, Brian Kelly, like I say, this is, I mean, I know it was Napier's uh, first year too, but I think Napier was more educated. And, and ahead of the curve because he was getting NIL stuff set up in Lafayette before he even left UL mm-hmm. because a lot of right. players was telling me and people on the staff was saying he had different people coming in and uh, doing seminars and educating the players on NIL and what was to come in the future. In the future. So Napier has been ahead of the curve with that. So Florida's going to be all right. Now Brian Kelly just got to catch up.
0: Right. And but,
2: I- but the, you know, another thing, that was something that Ed was weak at. You know, Ed, Ed is not a business – no, I'm not saying not business-minded, but, like, the branding part of it, that's not – That's not his strength. Just won't coach. He just will He just won't coach and lay up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. And, <laughs> you know, so, so like, that put uh, – to me, like, that put LSU as a whole because and, – and y'all know it, even, even if it's a predominantly basketball school, your football sets the, football program sets the tone Correct. for the athletic program in at your school. So if if they behind the ball on it, then just the the athletics situation will be behind the ball on it. Now you had Brian his first day to come into it wasn't nil. It was like the nil stuff was like what like maybe fifth or sixth on his to do list. The first day was complete, get a staff. Second day was get kids in. Third day was you know set a, set set the culture, set the tone. You know mm-hmm. so so like now, you know it's. It's, it's up to is up is is the NIL is on the table right now, It like you said, it, it, it's gonna get done. But it's, but right now, if until it until it's established, you will always be behind the Texas A and the Florida's, the Texas, um, USC, um, you know teams, you know Georgia, that's, you know, <laughs> you know, that's been that's been getting what well, you know you know contrary to league, you know Georgia NIL situation is not that. Not that good. It's not that good, but they're still
0: in the top five in terms of recruiting.
2: Yeah, but they but they've been that since Kirby Smart's been there. So you know they all talent is not gonna be an issue in at most of your SEC. Hell Kentucky always is in, in the top 20, but is it gonna produce on the field? You know, that's just you know, just solely speaking on the NIL. Once I think once LSU get that situation situated then people will start transferring from a a Texas A&M type situation. But it's hard to leave that situation when it's just set up for you.
1: Uh, LSU, currently right now, they have the 13th ranked recruiting class in the country, fourth in the SEC. Uh, And, and, uh, you know, a lot of people that I know that's diehard LSU fans, a lot of them was butthurt that they wasn't in the top 10. And, you got to give Brian Kelly credit for Listen, you know, this coming is, in. This situation. is year, year one, one, year one, and and he got he got some critical pieces in his class. You know, I I thought that Walker Howard and Will Campbell, I thought as long as he got them in the fold in this class, a lot of the, the other kids was gonna was gonna was gonna fall in line. Correct, and that's what you saw happen. Even though you didn't, you know, Chavante uh, Citizen left and Jacoby Matthews yeah. left and uh. Uh, Livion Moss, you still had the Quincy Wiggins of the world, and and people like that stayed. Uh-huh. Embry Jones, uh, you know, and uh, 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 Bo Bordelon, you know, you know, all those kind of kids right. still stayed and, and stayed true to LSU. But my question to you, here is who is somebody in this twenty twenty two class for LSU that might not be a popular name, so to speak, in this class, but you think will have an impact and be you know, one of the better players that come out of this class when we look back two years from now.
2: Oh, um, and I'm not just saying this um cause because we interviewed him, but I think Lateris Welsh is that kid.
1: Y'all, I was um, thinking the same thing. <laughs> uh,
2: um, not a nationally known guy, but like we right. talked about this a couple of weeks ago, uh G, honestly. Uh you know, him the ability of him coming off of that um uh, like there's no pressure on him right now, so to speak. So, like, if 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 I feel like I would have said a different name, had we not got Joe Fusha, had we not got uh, Gardner, had we not got Greg Brooks, um, Greg Brooks, and all these guys, you know, guys that could come that's coming in play right now. He he doesn't have to rush himself off of the injury that he that he that he um uh, got in uh, uh week five. Um, right. Know, I want to say, we five or four, you know. So now he can actually recover, recover. learn behind guys who's who've been successful in the SEC and, uh, and in college um, ball, and then you know he's going to be that. I'm not saying Tyron Matthew, but his story is kind of like Tyron Matthew. The only difference is he he wasn't a two star guy. He's a, he, you know he came, you know he, but he worked his way to get there. To get there. you know, and, and by him being a hard worker um i think you know is 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 going to be that guy that like when they when it's all said and done like you i think Quincy Wiggins is going to be a big time guy um it depends like and i think one of the reasons why we kind of low right now nobody knows what the offense or defense is going to look like so you got to see you actually got to see that emotion uh but pass rusher is one of those situations where is 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 you know who, who who you line up next to and you know you could you can it could change everything for you so i think quincy will be all right how Perkins, because it we'll would be all right but i think terrence welsh mm-hmm. being able to sit behind brooks and all those guys come back come back healthy and then and then, and then hit it because like we said we don't think i don't think jordan was going to play this year like he might be another guy he he certainly got the uh skill set to do it, but then I also like like Fred just said, I see he might be one of those kids that's on a one third. Cause let's say the defense, you know, is going like crazy and then you start getting the the LSU recruits that you normally you get. get. You get lost. You might show. be one guy like I don't want to sit, I want to play and, and and go, so to speak. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm, yeah. with the, I'm, with, I'm with you on the I'm I'm with on Lateris Welch. Uh I, I love everything about him. I love his competitive nature. He has the, the length, the measurables, measurables, um, the eye discipline, the ball skills. He has it all. Once he gets healthy, I think Lateris is going to be the next elite corner to come out of LSU. Uh, but I think Dave Johnson said this last week when he when you know when me and him was talking, and we were just talk, talking about you know being where you at in recruiting classes if you're top 20 if you're top 15 if you're top 10 and you know what coach Dave said he said man look we don't pay attention to all that because you don't know how good that class is until 2 to 3, three years, years from now and that that is so true you know everybody getting all excited about what AM has what i'm saying and i'm not saying they don't have no elite players but right. some players come come to college that's that's five stars number 3 in the country and they and they get complacent Right. And they don't pan out. right? So it remains to be seen on who actually is going to have a better class. Who's going to develop these kids? Who's going to create a culture? And if Brian Kelly does anything close to what he did at Cincinnati, Central Michigan, Grand Valley State, and Notre Dame, this class is going to be all right.
0: It comes down to, again, we, we're, we're operating now in college football. There's a free agency period. And that free agency period is a very attractable time. With guys like Caleb Williams, who just left Oklahoma and go to USC to file Lincoln Raleigh. You're going to start getting a lot of guys who came in and signed up with some of these classes. Feel like they're not getting playing time. Feel like they wasn't going to get the opportunity to compete for a position. feeling like, Just feeling some type of way about, you know, when they got recruited and then when they finally got here, it was not what they expected. You're going to have guys just transfer. And I think what Brian Kelly has done, if he can get this team 9-3, and three, you know, not necessarily competing for, you know, the SEC championship, but look very competitive early on. I think overall you're gonna have kids who signed in this recruiting class for the majority standpoint, stay. Um, but a lot of kids, I look at AM saying myself, I'm looking at a lot of kids. Oh, this not a lot of kids. Yeah, a lot of kids gonna be in the seminary free agency. Um, it's just a matter about what fit it is, what job you're coming to competing for, and when can you get the opportunity to play? So a lot of these kids who you see signing with some schools, they may be like Greg Brooks, who went to Arkansas. He didn't stay. You know, he transferred. He, now he's at LSU. You know, a guy like Kyron Lacey, who started off at Louisiana Lafayette, now he's at LSU. So we're going to start seeing that more often. But I think in terms of the recruiting class, I think, like what G said, it's going to take a couple of years. It's going to come down to how many kids are you able to keep and retain overall and how many kids can be able to compete for positions in certain jobs. LSU needs a tight end and need an additional running back. You know, but I, I like overall what Brian Kelly had to do this early, this fast within within what?
1: Two months. Yeah. And what you're going to see, too, when once spring practice comes. And Jim
0: Harbaugh's back, baby. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the rings We'll be
1: coming ah, back. Ah, throw the M's up, baby. And throw them up. And... Uh, and once spring practice comes along and kids at other schools and even at LSU kind of start figuring out what he had on the depth chart and, and how things are going to go, you're going to see some more kids hit the portal. Yep. So yep. I think what LSU's <laughs> probably yep. going to do is hold those four spots. Don't reach. Don't reach. Wait till the spring is over and see who is to the portal, and you fill those four spots. where you need: running back, another uh defensive lineman, and uh possibly a quarterback too. Possibly another quarterback. Be on the lookout for that.
2: That's a possibility. Let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this. Do with with the transfer portal being what it is now. Do y'all add the transfers into the the incoming recruiting class? And, yes. And, yes. And, and 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 count that like. So like the 2020 like the 2020 class, like we know Walker Howard, all stuff. Y'all count Greg Brooks, Kyrie yep. Lacey, yep. and Megan yep. Card- Gardner, into part of that class. Yep.
0: Yep. Oof.
1: Yes. Yep. I do. I do. Yep. And that's why I say, like, with the transfers they got coming in along with that class, I thought that he did a really good job yeah. in year one. I think he did a really good job in year one.
0: And I think he did a good job overall in keeping guys like um what is the receiver that we have at the LSU has. Uh, Kayshawn Butte. Kayshawn Butte. It, it's important for him to keep a guy of that caliber. Yeah. And to me, he's the best receiver in college football. He makes the biggest plays. He makes the most explosive plays that you can look for in the office. So for what Brian cat had to do, not just talking about the recruiting class, but just keeping certain players, like Mason Smith is how to retain, you know, stay in-house. In you know, so when you're looking at coming in as a head coach, who are you trying to keep? Some guys had to go, Eli Riggs went to Alabama. That's cool. You know what I mean? You can't keep everybody. But he was able to keep some guys who are gonna make an impact on his team and the the guys that he's able to get in. So yeah, I do count transfers a part of that class.
1: I wanna see uh the NCAA put some guidelines on the transfer portal.
0: I, I just think you should not be able to transfer
1: within the conference. I just I don't like that. I don't like it. Uh it, it, it's too much that comes with Free it. Agency G Sports. Nah, man, you shouldn't be able to transfer within the conference. You know. I like the, the the fact that the kids are able to transfer, but you should not be able if you If you transfer within the conference. You should graduate. You, you got to sit out of you. Or have you graduated?
0: No. What you mean? No. 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 If a kid graduated, he spent three years and he actually graduated, I think he should be able to transfer where he wants to. No. Like, I, 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 no, I can understand I, your I position. Think,
1: I think you should have to transfer outside of the conference. I just I, I like it. And then as it pertains to the NIL, they gonna have to put some guidelines on it because it's it's too chaotic right now.
0: Yeah. So, so wild lot, Wild
1: West. It's a lot happening. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Wild Wild West, baby. So, it's a lot going on. They <laughs> gotta put some guidelines on this thing too, man. And you know, I think I still think the NCAA is a, is a, is a year or two away to really having a they they the hands on this and and really having yeah. a hold of this thing. Because if you don't get this thing with some guidelines, it's gonna turn into a damn circus, which it kind of already did. So I just hope the NCAA, they're up there. They're seeing all, all the things that's transpiring in college football and in college basketball, and I hope they, they're they coming up with a plan to make sure there's, there's some simple guidelines for the NIL and for this transfer portal to make this college football because they at the end of the day, they're all amateurs. Right. And I do think they should get paid, but they have to have certain guidelines in place going forward so this thing don't get out of hand.
2: I agree with that. I think it should like one of the first stipulation is you have to have a third GPPA to qualify to for the NIL. Because like at the end of the day, you're still a student athlete for like, so, like I like that I like that. I like that. So like that right there, like because at the end of the day, like yeah, I like I'm 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 super I'll be super happy when I can't sign for you know sign at a, at a school, and I'm super happy when I see them play. But I'm more. I'm more happy when I see that kid walk across the stage, cause now no matter. Cause I think one day, like what they gotta understand, one day you're not invincible no more. <laughs> one day you always gonna It's always gonna be somebody bigger, stronger, faster. Somebody that yeah. that you just not gonna be able to beat athletically, and your body is gonna eventually quit on you. But that piece of paper stands forever. You know. So I think you know putting like like setting the tone around the back like hey. Like if you only got no if you don't got no two two eight, you can't have an NIL. Yeah. You
0: know, I'll I'll at least say a two point five. I think you need to have a two point. Nah, break it, break man, break you know
2: how easy it is to get two point
0: five? That's nah. No. That's a C average. You, you, you you're passing. They don't you stop you from getting a degree with a two point five. You get a degree. You can't,
2: <laughs> you can't join a fraternity with a two five. You need you at least need a two seven five to join a fraternity. Yeah, hmm. man. We Shit. talking fraternity standards or nil standards? <laughs> it's all network, man. Get your, get your brother two eight. It's easy. You got what's the excuse for? This is the thing. What's the excuse not to get a two a All these schools now have tutoring services, have like like where you don't even, you don't have to leave your facility. You only have to leave your facility to go to class, and then you back at your facility. They feed you. You can eat whatever you want now. You can work out whenever you want the meetings are at the facility and they have tutors down that don't leave until the last kid leaves. so what's the excuse not getting a
0: two eight man you was a college student man you know the excuse for getting a 28 <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> but 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 uh, hey, brothers,
2: reason, they, they, they didn't have they didn't have no nil when i was in college either those are true too all right if I was, <laughs> hey you know you knew how to get a refund check of course
0: you needed a 2.0. You want that Pell Grant? You want that you want that Pell Grant? 2.0 it is, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How to get how, to get, how to get an extra mile. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I I don't disagree with not having a GPA requirement uh attached to the NIL. But we gotta get ready to wrap up, coach in. Um, this was a great show, man. Thanks. Shout out to Rohan Davey for coming in, stopping on FanView Live, dropping some gems about, you know, LSU. Tom Brady, you know, just everything about his experience of being a, you know, a, a pro quarterback and a, and a time of why he, you know, why he decided to even come to LSU. We Big shout out to Rohan David. Man, listen, you're welcome here anytime and every time. Rohan, we deeply, deeply, deeply appreciate it. My man Coach Hurricane ain't want not put conditions on these kids. You're 2G sports. I want not put conditions on these kids. Let like them kids. Hey, I tell you what you need to put conditions on. The way I told Jeremiah
2: Gray that the Bengals – was going to beat the Chiefs and the Rams. We're going to beat the 49ers. And, goddamn it, here we are, baby. Finally, hey, I'm you
1: wrong. Baby. You Finally. wrong. You might be wrong Finally. again. Wrong. Joe Burr might get an MVP, baby. You might be wrong again. Finally, I'm wrong. Maybe wrong again. God damn. It's about hey, damn
0: time. <laughs> hey, hey,
1: about I damn time been, I'm wrong.
0: Hey, in, in I bet diamonds all year. Hey, hey, I bet diamonds all year. In these
1: playoffs,
2: I was only wrong one time.
1: Hey. Sometimes salt look like sugar. That's our show. That's our show. That's our show. that's our show. Producer, go ahead and wrap it up. Start, start the theme music. There you go. There you go. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey. Hey. Who I can't hear it. you no more. I can't hear you. Draw that it out. I can't hear you. it out. I can't hear you. I can't hear you here. I, I can't hear you. Hey,
3: you feel me knocking? Let me in.
1: The day of the gees is over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah